Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is fabulous to have you here. I am extremely excited to have you here. A big round of applause for joining. And you might notice the extra enthusiasm today as I welcome you. And that's because today's show is all about celebrating, celebrating your wins big or small along the way, and your relationship to them and the benefits of celebrating what we actually accomplish and celebrating life. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. Before we dive in, I just want to take a moment and give a shout out to SB Moses. Thank you so much for leaving your five-star review. This is what SB Moses says, fun show, love the host. Why, thank you. I love the quirky and fun conversations on this podcast. It's like having a really nice cup of coffee. Also, some great tips and advice on a myriad, or is it myriad, myriad of useful topics. Thank you so much for sharing this. When I read this, honestly, it totally filled my cup, my highly caffeinated large coffee cup. The name of this is The Glojo. Now, The Glojo is actually a play on dojo. If you're not familiar with the term dojo, the dojo is a sacred space of immersion that began or that comes from the Japanese culture. This is a place where you go to dedicate to yourself, to meditate, to go within. It's that practice time, that you time. If you've ever studied karate or taekwondo or aikido, you do that in a dojo. I've never done any of those things, but in my personal experience, there is something so powerful and magical about being in that space. And so I wanted to create a fun modern day online dojo, hence the Glojo. But as a friend of mine pointed out on the weekend, she said, oh, Glojo, is that like a a cup of joe? We're joining you for a cup of joe? Um And you know, there's some truth to that as well, because my intention is that this feels like a conversation, like we are sitting in a living room together, chatting, talking about life and working through everything, lifting each other up, giving each other cheerleading when we need it and having those ahas. And so there's a quick side note on what the Glojo means. Uh, so there's a quick unexpected side note on what the Glojo means. And thanks again, SB Moses, for writing in and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't left a review, I would love to hear from you. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and you know, hopefully you give it a five-star review and, and let me know what resonates with you about this show and what you love. No matter where you're listening to this, make sure that you are following or you're subscribed and download the episodes. It really makes a huge difference when you download the episodes. And this helps spread the Glojo love and get the show into more listeners' ears. 
So thank you for doing that. Okay, now let's just get started. Today is a Soul Bite episode. A Soul Bite means it is just me and I am riffing on something that has happened in my life or come into my awareness in the past week. And the episode this week was inspired by a recent experience of a friend of mine. I'm very curious to know if you can relate. Okay, here it is. A friend of mine experienced a big professional success recently, and it was extremely well-deserved. It's something that she has been working towards for months, maybe even years. She set her goal, and she said when she achieved her goal, she was going to reward herself. She was going to splurge. She was going to buy the thing that she has wanted, but she has not yet bought. As expected, she achieved her goal. She can check that goal off the list. But what I was surprised about was that there was hesitation to fully reward herself and indulge in the splurge. Her experience got me thinking about our relationship with goals. Now, I understand that there are very practical reasons that we might not be able to reward ourselves with something that we originally intended to. Financial circumstances have changed. Life priorities have changed. There can be so many different reasons why something we said we were going to do years ago or months ago is no longer relevant. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about today is our relationship with celebrating and our relationship with celebrating our success. I don't know about you, but I do not think we celebrate enough. I think that we live in a culture that is addicted to setting goals that are usually probably unrealistic, setting goals that are going to take over and actually, I don't want to say destroy our quality of life, but goals that are going to diminish our quality of life. And for what? So we can say we've done this or we've achieved that. Yes, there are certain things that feel really, really great to check off the list. But when we attach our identities and when we attach our happiness to these goals, that's when things start to get a little slippery. And I think things get even more slippery when we're achieving the goals, but we're not actually taking time to enjoy, to revel in the hard work that we've done, to revel in the accomplishments. I have another friend, I'm just being reminded of this now. She set a goal. It was a professional goal as well. Ever since I've known her, she has been talking about this goal. So for three or four years, she achieved it. And guess what? I found out about it a month later in a casual conversation. And I was like, hold up, hold the phone. Are you kidding me? You achieved that and I'm just finding out about it now? Where was the big exciting share? Where was the big success? I think that so often when we achieve something, we don't actually let ourselves be that excited about it. Or we're like, okay, yeah, cool. Maybe we were happy for a minute or two, or maybe a day, depending on how big the thing is. And then the next day, guess what? Focus on the next thing to do, be, or have. I think we live in a culture that has trained us to focus on lack, to focus on what we don't have, to focus on all of the things that we need to live up to this unrealistic ideal. And I think it's bullshit and I want to change it. I want to live a life that is full of celebrations for myself, for others, for the big things, for the small things. And I'm inviting you to join me in this mission of living a celebratory life. 
not a celibate life, a celebratory life. Okay. Just making sure. Okay. Now that I've done my rant on celebrations, I didn't expect that one coming either, but obviously this is something I feel really strongly about. I want to take a few minutes and ask you a couple of questions. We're moving into the glow notes of this episode today. And so I'm a huge fan of journaling. I think that it is so powerful and so revealing. So grab a pen and a a piece of paper or grab the notes in your phone and let's get going. So the first question that I have for you is this, what is your personal relationship to celebrating? Is it easier for you to celebrate the success of someone else? Is it easy for you to celebrate holidays or birthdays? Is that kind of a normal thing for you? Do you celebrate your personal accomplishments? Do you celebrate your wins? Do you celebrate the little things? Are you proud of yourself when you experience something or do something or achieve something that you set out to do? What is your relationship like with success? What is your relationship like with celebrating? I know for me, I'm fairly good at celebrating the big things. I'm fairly good at celebrating those, I think. I'm good at celebrating other people. It really feels great to celebrate my friends. It feels great to celebrate some bigger accomplishments in my life, but I could definitely be better at celebrating the small things and at celebrating the everyday things. And I'm guessing I'm not alone. So why is this? Why is this so difficult? Aside from living in a society that is addicted to the lack and focusing on what we need to do, be, or have, I think that there's something more going on here beneath the surface. In my experience, a lot of people I know, me included at times, have a very difficult time receiving. We have a difficult time receiving the good into our lives. Now, this can be support from someone, love from someone, happiness, gifts, physical things, food, money. I think we have a receiving disorder, especially women. I think that women are very much wired to focus on giving, giving to everyone but themselves, to emptying their cup. And then when it comes time to fill their own cup or when it comes time to receive support or love or resources or adoration from someone else, it can feel really uncomfortable. I'm curious to know if this resonates with you. I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram to hear more about your personal experience with this and everything that I'm talking about today. You can find me at Leanne Kalal and at the Glojo. If you don't want to comment on the post for this episode, send a DM and we can have a a private conversation. I'm all for the one-on-ones. So as I was thinking about this and, you know, what I perceive to be this receiving disorder, I thought, why? And I'm like, oh, maybe it's because there's a worthiness or a deservingness deficiency. Why do we not feel worthy or deserving of the good things to come into our life? Why do we almost disassociate ourselves with it? I'm guessing that a lot of times it's these deeply ingrained, rooted behaviors and beliefs that come from childhood or come from our life or our experiences throughout life. 
definitely not pointing fingers. This isn't like our parents have messed us up and blah, 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 blah. I think that things get passed down from generation to generation. I think there's a lot of programming that goes on at school and in society in general, and that a result of this can leave us feeling like we need to be a certain way in order to be worthy and that we need to do certain things or show up in a certain way in order to be deserving. When in all reality, the very fact that we are here, that you are here, that you are breathing, that you're listening to this, that you're on this planet right now means you're meant to be here. You're worthy. You're deserving just as you are. And yet that's just the hardest thing for us to wrap our heads around. And so that's why I think celebrating is like a muscle. And the more we build this muscle, the more we start to fill our cup, the easier it becomes to receive, the more worthy we feel, the more deserving we feel. And as we become comfortable with receiving more good into our lives, then guess what? We're going to be a magnet for more good. We're going to be ready to receive more good. And it's going to be this really, really positive snowball effect. Okay, back to our glow note journaling. Question number two. I want you to imagine what your life would be like if you had a positive, abundant relationship with celebrating your successes, big and small. Actually, it doesn't even need to be celebrating successes. It can be celebrating anything, celebrating life. How would your day-to-day life be different? How would your life be different? Who would you be spending time with? How would you feel? How would you be showing up in the world? What would you be focused on? What would you be spending your time and energy on? It's interesting to think about. I think that there are a lot of benefits that can start to kick in and show up in our life when we have a celebratory attitude. I think we would be happier if we celebrated the small things, the big things, and everything in between. I think we would feel purposeful. I think we would feel more fulfilled if we celebrated the wins in our life. Big, small, all the things. I think we would feel more peaceful. Mm. I want to feel more peaceful. That's always something that I, I say, I want to say strive for, but that seems contradictory. So maybe that's the issue right there. <laughs> but I think we would feel more, more inner peace, more calm. I think we would feel more confident because we'd actually be recognizing and giving ourselves recognition for how absolutely amazing we are for showing up every day and going through life and doing all of the things we do. And I think we would feel more connected, more connected to ourselves, more connected to our friends, to our colleagues, to our loved ones, to our family. And who doesn't want all of that? So To me, these are pretty incredible benefits. To me, these are incredible benefits that are waiting for us to experience. And I actually found an article on Inc.com and they said, one of the positive things about celebrating your success is that when you celebrate and you get that sort of high, you're releasing endorphins. Endorphins are so great for stress, for health, for motivation, inspiration, for all of these reasons. Another thing they mentioned is that you feel closer to your colleagues and your network. This was a business-related article. 
The third thing is they said success begets success. And so when you're in that mode of focusing on all of the good, you're going to attract that. This is a very similar concept to gratitude. What you focus on expands. I truly believe that intention is so powerful. Our thoughts create reality. So if we start noticing and appreciating and celebrating ourselves for the things we do in our life, for the experiences we have, for the wins, again, big and small, that's when life can get really, really juicy, really fulfilling, and take us in an unexpected direction. Glow note number three, it is time to celebrate. What are you going to celebrate this week? I want you to celebrate one small thing and one big thing. It can be in your personal life. It can be in your professional life. And here's the thing. I don't think that celebrations need to be fancy or big or expensive. I think that we can learn to celebrate in an easy, sustainable way that truly fills our cup, that doesn't drain our bank accounts, that doesn't stress us out, that doesn't require all of this planning. Sometimes those kind of celebrations are amazing, but this is more about making celebrating a part of our daily lives or at least our weekly lives. And so what is one small thing that you can celebrate this week and what's one big thing and how are you going to celebrate them? Maybe the bigger thing is you reach a fitness goal and you decide to go out for dinner with friends and have some cocktails. Maybe a smaller thing is you clean the kitchen and it looks amazing. And do you know what? Give yourself a high five over that. Maybe you make your bed. I don't make my bed every day. I want to make my bed every day, but I don't. It feels great when I do. And so that's going to be the small thing I do. And I'm going to celebrate myself. And I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to give myself a high five. I'm going to give myself a little pat on the back, and then I'm going to have a cup of coffee to revel in that experience. So thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that it was insightful and enlightening or that you're walking away with a new idea, with an aha or something that can really help you uplift your life and live a life that is more aligned, authentic, purposeful, and fulfilling because that's what we're here to do. We're here to live our lives for us. So let's start doing it together. Thank you for joining me. I'm so grateful to have you here. Like so, so grateful. It truly means the world. I know that it's a busy place out there and you can choose to spend your time in many places. So thank you for choosing to be here with me today. And I look forward to seeing you in the Glojo next week. Bye for now.